Hi there, and welcome back to 2K Matt's The Podcast. It's Matt Palmer, and I have the pleasure of giving you a quick intro about this week's bonus podcast, which is a crossover with our friends Jeremy and Pam from Miss Into Podcast, which is the number one Kelly Clarkson fan podcast around. We talked a couple of weeks ago, and it was so, so much fun. I think you're going to love our conversation. We basically have a Kelly Clarkson State of the Union address where we talk about, you know, our favorite songs from Chemistry as of that recording date. A lot of songs have gone up in our rankings. We discussed those. We also talk about uh, going to the Belasco show back in April where Kelly debuted the first listen of the album live, and it was so exciting. All four of us were there and were obsessed. Uh, And we also talk about, you know, our favorite Kelly Clarkson album, our new album ranking now that Chemistry is in the mix and it was so so much fun i think you're gonna have such a fun time listening to us i'm so happy we got to collaborate with such incredible podcasters and i hope you enjoy this special bonus episode of two game mats and miss into podcast this is amy poehler my new movie disney and pixar's inside out 2 is coming to theaters june 14th and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger definitely some disgust and i think a little fear But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Matt Palmer and Matt Steele of 2K Mats, and we're here with Jeremy and Pam from the Miss Into Podcast, the hey. number one Kelly Clarkson fan podcast ever. They know Hi, way guys. more than any of us will ever know. <laughs> they, they will put us to shame. So no. we, we never do that. Never do that. I'm so excited to meet you guys for many reasons, but we were also very fortunate. We were all in the mine reaction video yes. for the Kelly Yogi, and I did not know who you guys were. And then once I saw, I was like, we're two gay mats. And then I went on your YouTube channel. I'm like, they're so much fun. So Aww. I'm so excited when you guys like reached out for us to do this collaborative episode. I was like, Jeremy, we have to do this. They're awesome. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having us. I was such a big fan of everything you guys were doing. And then when I saw that Kelly was on your show the other week, I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. So I was so happy for you having not even met you yet. So just congratulations again on that. Yeah. Well, no, thank and you it's, so much. It, and it's an exciting time for us because we're, we have been anticipating this album for like, it was our most anticipated album of the year for going sure. into yeah. the year. And obviously this is a huge time for you guys because your podcast is dedicated to Kelly Clarkson. So it's it's very busy era for both of us, but more so for you. I, I will give you all the credit. <laughs> totally. Like you are putting in the legwork. Well, right I, I mean, I'll say it was a couple of uh, lean years there when we started the podcast in in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. We just had to qu- kind of talk about the past because we didn't know where anything was going because we were in the middle of COVID and right. we were just doing this to have something to do to kind of let off some steam and let off some creative energy. And thankfully, you know, we got a Christmas record to talk about, and then we had the Kelly Oki CD, and then when we started to hear the rumors about a new album coming, we thought, okay, we are finally going to get to do what this podcast was always meant to do, 
And the experience of this album for us, just as big fans and as a as a podcast, has surpassed my wildest expectations. I I did not imagine being a part of and experiencing the things that we have gotten to experience leading up to the release of this album. And then on top of it, it's just an absolutely breathtaking album. It's just been just one win after another, it feels like. Totally. Well, Kelly's also very good at acknowledging the fandom of it all, I feel. Yeah. You know, like she wants to be involved. And so I feel like she has her people go out there and be like, hey, you know, work with this album and, and, and tell everyone about it and everything. So like her, her team is, is, has also been wonderful. We, you know, have met a few of them and they're wonderful people and, and they love her. So that kind of also probably goes to show how great she is as a boss. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I'm, there are so many artists out there, no matter if they're as big as Kelly or if they're a lot smaller where their teams seem like untouchable. Totally. Mm. And that is not the case for her. I mean, her she surrounds herself with a, a amazing team. Even when like back, like we're talking like fifteen years ago, back when like Twitter was first starting, her and her team were so interactive with fans online. And that was only the, just the surface, you know. And then it's just grown and grown and grown. And now we've seen that like Atlantic Records, even with this this album era, they have done so much interaction with fans on Twitter with all the teasing. You know, with influencers, just mm-hmm. with all different mediums, they're getting so creative with how they want to promote her music and reach out to people who really care about her, not just exactly. your standard media outlets. So. Yeah. And and it also is a reflection on just like how relatable she is. Like she yeah. and I mean, that's why we voted for her to be our American <laughs> Idol. Like she is the relatable pop star of the time. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? She yeah, is that was, us. <laughs> that was the whole reason why I fell in love with her as an artist and as a person is because we did get to see her literally become just one of us become this mega star. And we all had so much invested in her because we got to literally see her from the beginning. And now it's just kind of like that person you went to high school with or whatever. You're just like, you know what? I am so proud of her for like, she's still doing her thing, man. She's still succeeding and good for her. And I'm going to continue to support her every time because she's just, She's one of us, and I still feel that way, you know, regardless of how many ranches and four-wheelers and millions of dollars she has, I'm still going to support that girl like she's the girl next door. Oh, yeah. It's like she goes through a divorce, I go through a divorce. We all went through this divorce. We all did. Yeah. And I will say for those years that right when you guys were starting the podcast, when it felt like things were a little lean, I was like, I remember when she'd be on the talk show and saying like, you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to put out this record. I remember she had the chicks on and they had just put out an album kind of relating to their divorce processes, it felt like. And I was like, no, please, please put it out. (laughs) And I'm glad she only put out the songs that she was comfortable with. But I also am like, the fact that it was such a long wait, I felt like built up so much pressure. I was like, okay, this better be exceptional. And luckily for all of us, it really is. It's like... I am no actor. And so if I was online listening to a song and it wasn't good, I'd be like, I didn't love that. But there were so many incredible songs. And that's why it was so great to go to the Belasco when we were, we all were there and first heard these tracks. It was like, oh, no, this is seriously excellent. Like, this isn't just, I don't know. You you always wonder about albums like this where it's like, I don't want to put everything out there because it might be too personal. But even with that caveat, we got a lot of personal stuff, a lot of really sonically engaging stuff. And in the past, like, weeks, 
I have literally just played it on loop over and over. I've thrown in the new Olivia Rodrigo single every once in a while. <laughs> but then I'm just like, okay, back to skip this part. Like, it's time to start over. And I'm I'm just so happy with how yeah, it is. And it was such a unique experience going to the Belasco show for a second. I don't know about you guys, but like I have never been to a concert where I didn't know 85% of the music. And no one in the room knew it for that fact. Right. Like, mm-hmm. what a weird and awesome experience it was for all of us that were right. there. Like, there were really no expectations. It was just like, okay, this is the quote-unquote divorce album. It's coming out. We know two songs from it, and that's it. And the two songs that we heard, Mine and Me, are incredible, but it's it's what I think is special about the album is no songs sound the same. So it's not like this was like, okay, this is what most of the songs, this is the, this is the uh, vibe we're going to be getting. There really was no, the vibe was right. everything. So it was just such a cool thing, and you're right, it it was so such a waiting game. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we were getting teases about it in 2020, 2021, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's already halfway through 2023, and we just got it now. Like, we all, like, deserve a pat on the back. <laughs> just <laughs> holding on for so long. We really did. I we- know. It makes me wonder, like, because I think she spoke a little bit about it in the concert. Like, oh, this song was was done years ago. or this. I wonder what was, like, the most recent edition Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Has she ever I, spoken about that? Like, she said song? what the first song was, but I don't know about the most, I don't remember the most recent. The first song she wrote, I believe, was Down to You. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know about the most recent one. Jeremy, do you know? There's a part of me that's that wants to say it was either Mine or Me was one of the last songs mm-hmm. that was recorded, but I could be completely wrong because I have listened to so many interviews and I so know. many podcasts over the last like three weeks that all the information is just rattling around in my head. But I, I want to say she has somewhere mentioned what the last song recorded for the record was. And it was, I mean, not terribly long ago. Right. And I, I was the day that it had come out and the like days afterwards, it was like, I was listening to the album on loop, but then I was like, oh, there's a new interview. I need to pause the album to go listen to her on Las Culturistas or wherever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love how many interviewers seem to really know their shit with her this go round. It wasn't just like, let's talk about the light thing. And obviously she's such a good interviewee and like makes people comfortable and has it feel like a real conversation. But I I want to shout out that Las Culturistas interview specifically because I felt like it was so... Um, respectful of the fact that the album was about this thing and they didn't try to dig in and get like salacious information. And I'm also a big Mariah fan. So the fact that they spent 10 <laughs> minutes talking about Mariah Carey and Missy Most at Christmas Time like truly made my year. Because when I heard the Christmas record, I was like, wait, this Merry Christmas to the one I used to know does feel like a n- newer version of Missy Most at Christmas Time. And I don't know. It just was lovely to hear her talk about Mar- Mariah's come up a couple times. She talked about side effects with um, yeah. Zane Lowe or something. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It just is been as a fan of both of these ladies it has been a, a great promo tour for me i will say like as much as i love her doing like the tv circuit because obviously like i mean i don't know maybe i don't know about nowadays because a lot of people don't have cable but typically like you know people have access to tv and people are going to watch the jimmy fallons and the seth myers right. or whatever and this was refreshing not that i you know I, no one loves the writer's strike we support them but like yes. you know they had a pivot obviously I'm so happy they did the podcast circuit and I'm not even including Jeremy and I in this, but I mean, we got so many like hour, two hour long interviews where people were actually, versus a Jimmy Fallon, which I love him, but you're going to get maybe 10 minutes if you're lucky. Back in the day, she would barely even do an interview and just sing. (laughs) It's almost new that she actually gets to do an interview on Jimmy Fallon. I'm not going to lie there, but 
anyway, but the the podcast, it was we learned so much more. She got way more personal. She got she was way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was a way more relaxed environment. And you can tell who were real fans. Like Matt, he yeah. clearly knew like some of Kelly's really deep cuts. Uh right. like, ready. Like that's a really deep cut from two thousand nine. Like Right. What? And who, no who one's knew what it was that? about? I had Not no me. idea that she's like, oh, that was like Irvine level depressed when I wrote that. I was like, wait, that song is so up tempo. I think of it so happily in my <laughs> yeah. mind. And I that like listened to our minds when we found my out. Mind was blown. I was so shocked. There were some people out there who were like, oh, I knew. I'm like, okay, well, I clearly had no idea at all, but <laughs> right. I'm impressed. But yeah, no, I agree. I think her this this promo tour was definitely the most unique, and I think they did a really great job of booking like some of like the best podcasts. Glenn and Doyle. Did you guys listen? To- oh my God. It was like a therapy session. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. I have multiple therapy sessions this week. And this <laughs> right. one's free. <laughs> and it, it felt like if anyone was really going to touch closely into like the themes of the album, that it seemed like a safe place yes. to do so. Like that podcast makes sense more so than like if she were on Jimmy Fallon and just had that exactly. 10 minutes. It's like, you can't really go into the depth of emotion that went into this record. And, and no one got super like intrusive and no one at, and I, if agree. They, I don't think they did, but if they did, like, I think she felt comfortable enough to like, kind of, you know, go around the question and not really answer it. And I right. think that she's a pro at that, but it was a, I, I love these. I actually still have a couple more to catch up on just because like, it's There's hard so to many. set aside an hour or two. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. So, okay. Question from the Belasco show. Uh, were there any songs that your opinion of them changed hearing the live version versus hearing the recorded version? Because I will say when I was at Belasco, I was like, okay, I think that High Road is good. Um, but it's the lyrics are kind of coming so quickly that I'm not getting all of them. I don't fully get how it tied. I didn't get how it tied into the story of the album. And knowing that she was not a writer on it, it's like, oh, she's kind of covering this song that is uh, approximating her situation, but it's its own thing. But then when I heard the album version, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was completely mm-hmm. wrong. I get it top to bottom just because it's in my headphones. I can hear the words so much more clearly. And as beautiful as she sounded, it's just it's a lot of words and it's a brand new song. So yeah. I just didn't sink in like it did when I heard the album. I mean, I can't speak for uh, for for Pam, but, you know, when we we did a, a rapid reaction episode, I mean, we literally left the Belasco and piled into a friend's hotel room around the block and immediately started recording and just vomited our thoughts about the entire show. <laughs> and even though the show was like an hour fresh in our minds, hardly any of us could remember the song Magic. Mm. And I remember thinking, is it is it a dud? Like, is, is, is it, not saying it's a bad song, but like, is it just not memorable? And now having heard the album, Magic is, I mean, I don't want to say it's like my top five, but I like that song way much more. And it is obviously so much easier to remember now. So I think that Magic is probably my big song that, sort of rose from the ashes because I literally an hour after hearing it couldn't give you one lyric from the song other than the word magic. I couldn't hum the <laughs> chorus. I couldn't do the That's melody. Funny. I couldn't tell you anything about that song, but now it's it's for my, for me it's one of the better songs on the album. That's so funny because magic after hearing it live I was like I remember so many of these lyrics. I remember so much of this melody like magic to me live 
I, immediately I was like, I love this song. I also feel like I'm in a very romantic era of my life, personally. <laughs> I don't know. I, and, and, and I'm single as hell, so I don't know why. But, like, to me, Manifest I... Manifest it. I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm very much manifesting the magic. Um, but I immediately just connected to magic. I, I think the verses and pre-chorus are so fantastic and just mm-hmm. the etherealness of the chorus and I love the fact that there's there's favorite kind of high which you know is like I'm falling in love at the moment and everything and it's exciting but then with magic I feel like it's her older self you know obviously post-divorce mm-hmm. <laughs> you know sort of talking to her younger self and or talking to like a younger person set you know telling them like no this is it it might crash and burn it Chances are there will be crashing and burning moments, but it's all, you know, so absolutely going to be worth it. I The lines I always remember were, you are worth the road to maybe, like mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines like on the album, because it's so simple. Like we're not going too deep with that, but it just feels so effective and impactful. Um, and I, I will uh, uh, chance my defeat, like all that stuff. I think just, I think the song is fantastic. I love magic. And I will say favorite kind of high is the song for me that when I heard it at the Belasco, I was kind of like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is, you know, cute and everything, but it it wasn't one of my favorites. But after hearing, you know, it in the album on repeat and everything, I'm like, oh, no, I, I understand why um, people really love this song so much and why a lot of people want it to be a single. Yeah. Do you want to hear one of my favorite conspiracy theories about yes. uh, ma- magic? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying I believe it, but I've seen a lot of Twitter stuff about it. So but you're promoting it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so you're worth the road to maybe. So her, she has a song called Maybe from my mm. December. Mm-hmm. And there have been rumors circulating for years that it was actually about Brandon, her ex-husband. But that was what she had written it before they were together because oh, like wow. the timing didn't work out. I have no idea if there's any truth to that, but that is a rumor that's been going on in the fandom for years. So that lyric, like you were worth the, you know, the the oh. road to that song. I have no idea if there's any truth to that, but it's interesting. It's definitely opened my mind a bit. I feel she does. Yeah. She she drops a lot. Of, we can get into this in a minute, but like she drops a lot of other song titles from pre, which I'm sure you've got you guys have picked up on, but yeah. very interesting, but. Anyway, just wanted to I mention mean, that. She, she mentioned our favorite song being sober. Like, it's yes. one of those songs. Yeah, that, like, piece, piece by piece, Invincible, yes. there's a lot. Absolutely. Um, to answer your question, though. So, um, I yeah, I didn't remember Magic at all. I also have, I have no memory of my mistake. I have no oh, memory funny. of that being per- performed at all. I'm sure yeah. it was, but I have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> um, and I, unfortunately, where I was standing... There was just like the speaker right in my face, oh. which is like, oh, great. No, I couldn't make out a lot of the words, mm. which is kind of a bummer, but whatever. It's like a first world problem. But anyway, <laughs> my point being, so skip this part, I think was probably the biggest surprise for me when I heard it on the album. I don't mm. know about anyone else because she did it completely acapella right. at the Blasco. And then when you get to the, the studio version, 255. That key change with the vocal distortion? Right. Are you kidding me? That's wild. Are you kidding me? Are you I kidding, s- Kelly? I screamed when I first heard it. I mean, I was alone here, so I hope no one thought I was, like, dying or anything. I screamed. I'm like, Kelly Clarkson, what are you doing? It's so good. Like, what we are thought, you doing? We thought the, the the key change in mine, when it gets to the bridge in mine, was drastic. And then right. you get to skip this part. It's like, hold my beer. You know? Like, it was crazy. So that was a huge thing for me. And totally. then... 
what else was there? I feel like there was one more, and I'm currently blanking on the track listing, of course. Um, <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. Yeah. Um, I don't – that was the main one, though. That was yeah. the main okay. one. Oh, and also Lighthouse, because I feel like Lighthouse, mm-hmm. I really thought was just going to be, like, completely stripped down. Right. And there was a lot of production on the album. And I mm-hmm. loved both versions, but I was really expecting, like, a very, like, stripped down, almost like because of you kind of thing. Right. And it was very – epic sounding so i loved it now i feel like jeremy not to speak for you but you were very like oh yeah down to you is fine and then you told me a few weeks ago that you were you love it yeah no i <laughs> look i liked down to you at the show mm-hmm. really enjoyed the song and then just sort of dismissed it because i think in and th- i was sort of thinking about this as as you three were talking in that i think one of the things at least that i went into the belasco show i was waiting for the bangers and the petty lyrics. Those were the <laughs> two things that I was most looking forward to. And I think that I was so focused and so concentrated on that, that that's how I missed songs like Magic mm-hmm. and to an extent, probably My Mistake, which by the way, was the third song she played that night. Uh, it was part of the orchestra oh, quartet okay. of oh, songs. I'm glad you... I know, I didn't remember. I, remember. That. I, yeah. I would have said third song. I think it was the third song. Yeah, because yeah, no, I knew it had the strings attached to it, but... Because that's why I think songs like Favorite Kind of High, Red Flag Collector, uh, Rock Hudson, like I think that's the reason why those songs stuck with me more is because I was looking for the like, all right, I want like Kill em, Kelly to come out <laughs> and like, you know, I want to hear all these like really biting lyrics. Right. And then we'll talk about the sweet and ethereal type of songs, which I love, Matt, that you use the word ethereal to talk about magic because I think we use the exact same word in our own uh, album review talking about that song. And so couldn't agree more. Uh, but yeah, I apparently I was not quite on the down to you train right off the jump. But once we heard the album, I'm all in. Oh, it's excellent. And I feel like even after getting the album, the track that's like risen the most in my rankings is Red Flag Collector. <laughs> I loved it immediately at the Velasco. But now I'm like, it's a, the thing is, it's, Got a Wild West thing. It has trumpets. It has so much going on. But I'm like, I still want it to be a single. I don't care if like this doesn't sound like anything on the radio. It's so immediate. That chorus, I can't stop listening to it. I feel like people who are interested in the pettiness or like the lyrics that are really cutting get it here. But it also... I don't know. It feels unique enough that it could make a big statement. Yes, I think it, it. I think it absolutely should be a single, not just because it is so unique and it stands out so much, it, but also and because it's so anthemic and like you can immediately sing along to it and it could have everyone singing in the damn streets. Right. But because there is that narrative to it, right. like I mean, Miley Cyrus's "Flowers" was a massive hit this year not just because it's a great song but because of the narrative behind it and that got people talking about it and so I feel like Red Flag Collector right even though you know there might be mixed feelings about her being like oh this sort of petty song about how angry I am my ex-husband like do I want this to be like a huge massive hit that people are singing in the streets I don't know how I feel about that but like it would be great (laughs) like it would I think it could be a hit and it's hilarious because that was the song that she had said that was like every song was like okay this would be safe to put out but this was the one song that was like a little risky for her to do she's like we're just gonna do it anyway so that'd be really (laughs) funny if you heard it on all the like top 40 stations right Oh, fingers oh crossed. Oh, those trumpets. Yeah. I, I love those trumpets and just that chorus in the background <laughs> singing in Honestly, the back. Honestly, like watching the Belasco video back, because mm-hmm. that is on YouTube, 
it just i smile so much Exactly. Like, it just brings you so much joy because everyone on that stage feels it and they are just so happy to be there and so happy to be performing that and getting that message out there. Guys, if whoever's watching this, <laughs> listening, watch Red Flag Collector from the Belasco. You will yes. not regret it one bit. And, and I – Oh, go ahead. Another thing, too, because uh, you mentioned you know sort of the chorus of voices in the background. What I love about this song, there's so many different things – that they did with this album on all the various different songs. But mm -hmm. this song in particular was one of the few times she got her entire band involved in this song. So that is the guys in the band doing the, you know, far, far away uh, ride, ride, ride. The whistle as well. Ride, ride, yeah. That's, that's Jocko on the whistle at the beginning. That's Jocko and Kyle and Lester on the, on the, you know, the ride, ride along. Uh, just and the the production that Jason Halbert put together on that song of all the little like western type of Easter eggs uh, that are just scattered all throughout that song are just we're probably never gonna fully hear every single little bit that's in there. I mean, it's just a really impressively constructed song Absolutely. with excellent lyrics. and just as a whole, it's just it's fantastic. I'd love to hear it on the radio and mostly because, it doesn't sound like anything, anything. on, on right. Top 40 Radio. It will stick out so much. And honestly, I wonder if the people who know, because I mean, because we're fans, we're too close to it. Like we know right. the insides. And I mean, I can, I think I can speak safely for, for all four of us. But the average, you know, I kind of call them like the minivan mom listener who, you know, has like <laughs> stronger and since you've been gone on her workout right. playlist. And that's the extent she knows about Kelly Clarkson. She might also know that Kelly Clarkson went through a divorce and now she's got this like banger of a song, like just mm. going after her ex-man on the radio. I think that's what a lot of people are actually expecting to hear. Right. At least once on this album. Why the hell not? Put it on the radio. Yeah, and it would make the minivan moms feel co like cool and badass, yeah. you know? Like it makes yeah. everyone just feel badass right. when they hear it. Yeah, you know, throw paint Every, on every, a remix. Everybody's got right? a, a red flag they've collected from somebody. Like I, everyone yeah. can relate to that. We can all relate. Absolutely, yes. yeah. we can. And just like what you're talking about, the performance at the Blasco, you can tell the band and the background singers loved. Like we're having so much fun performing oh, yeah. this song that they have a great time doing it. It was so. one of those things, like after the show, like I couldn't remember most of the lyrics. Like there mm. were a few here and there, but I walked away being like, "Guys, this is this is the song that everyone is going to be talking about when when it comes out." And they mm -hmm. did. Yeah. yeah, they did. It's so good. I'm so glad that she put that out. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because I feel like you know at the time we're doing this, there's still mm. not confirmation about what the official second single is. Right. It's kind of implied that it's Rock Hudson. Yes. From a few different angles, and. I, I don't know if they're doing it because of like the melody of it, maybe the lyrics, but usually radio, it's usually melody. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's the ode to piece by piece. I don't know if it's because there's a new Rock Hudson documentary out and they figure <laughs> right. it's like relevant. I have no idea. I'm like so curious what the reasoning is behind it because it's probably my probably my least favorite on the album, which is mm -hmm. a hot take. I I've had a lot of fans being like, what? Like, <laughs> it's not bad. It's just my least favorite. But right. anyway, but like, as we were saying, there's so many opportunities. There's so many single options. So I'm curious totally. what their thought process was behind doing like mine as the first one. And then right. possibly rock Hudson as, cause like I would have 
probably chosen neither. Not that I work in radio. Yeah. Jeremy does. But um, <laughs> I would have gone with more with like a Red Flag Collector, a Down to You, a yeah. High Road. So I don't know. Yeah. I assu- I mean, maybe this is a wrong assumption. I assume we're going to hear Down to You at some point being announced. As we have to. It's just so. Hope like so. it feels like Red Flag Collector would be like a big swing. And it's like, oh, maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. Down to You feels like. Very much like what people want of Kelly Clarkson, but still an evolution of what she's done before. And like, I think the Gen Zers would like it. Yeah, come on. I know some young people. I'll play it for them. See how they feel. <laughs> yeah, Rock Hudson. I love Rock Hudson. I Rock Hudson's in my top five, I would absolutely say, just because it feels the most classic Kelly. Like It does. It feels it does. the it most does. in her body, like her comfort zone, like that chorus especially. Um, so that's why I kind of like it. It kind of gives me just like a warm feeling of coming home, um, <laughs> even though the song is not about that in the slightest. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I really love Rock Hudson, but I would definitely put that as a later single if I were to right. put that as a single. You know, in, you know, in, in, in all music, there could be your favorite song. There could be the most amazing songs, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily translate to like that's the best single choice. Exactly. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I mean, surprised that that uh, I mean, no one's brought up favorite kind of high yet as far as you know a single here because for me that's that is the song that I think of when I think of Kelly Clarkson. I think of hmm. big anthemic songs that have a great beat that are just fun to sing along with. Uh, you know, she's probably missed the the boat when it comes to like you know s- summer song or whatever you want to you want to call it. But I still think that that would be an excellent option from this album. I think that that's what you know, a lot of people could not necessarily relate to, but like they can just attach themselves to because it's mm. just a very easy and fun song to kind of bop with. Mm, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's it's so funny because like it seems like we've had that song for years now. <laughs> yeah. We got it so long ago. It's really only been about like, I don't know, a month and a half or two months now. But yeah, I could definitely see. I, I mean, I think that could easily be a a successful single. Totally. Sure. I, yeah. Even on top 40, I think it, it, it could work. You know, unfortunately mm-hmm. she's not really the top 40 artist anymore just because the landscape has changed in terms of like, I feel like half of it is like rap these days, which is yeah. fine. That's just, it is what it is. Every, right. you know, it's, it it's constantly changing, but unfortunately her main demo is not the, you know, 18 to 24 year olds or right. even. So it's, it's really hard to gauge what, would work best especially right. different formats like we had fans coming to us being like why don't i hear kelly on the radio i'm like well you're probably listening to the, the wrong format totally if you're listening to like a z100 or kiss fm like right you know maybe they're not gonna be playing you know mine but right i don't know yeah and i i have a whole soapbox feeling about like top 40 radio and yes. like how ageist and sexist yes. mixed with ageism i feel is going yes. on there and i remember when Meaning of Life was out and Kelly was performing somewhere at like, I don't even know if it was Z100, but like a radio show and she was performing and they like put the Twitter, put a clip of Heat up and be like, oh, Kelly Clarkson's going to perform. This is going to be so great. X, Y, Z. And she like tweeted them back being like, yeah, I'm cool enough to perform, but not cool enough to play in your station. Ooh. Yes. And it's it, was like, the, it was the iHeartRadio Festival. And good for her. Because yeah. I had the exact same thought. And I yes. realize this isn't a you know discussion of Meaning of Life, but Heat is a hit with no matter how you slice it, if Adele had sung that song, if that was her oh, single yeah. on Twenty Five instead of uh, "Send My Love to Your New Lover" or whatever, it would have been gigantic. I I just can't, I, the fact well, that that song did get that push and nothing happened. It's one of her it. best songs. 
that's like, you know, I, I hate, you know, it's like kind of comparing apples and oranges, but like, you know, if, if Taylor Swift released any of the songs on chemistry, yes. they would be, mm. you know, in the top 10 or they would, right. they would be all over. They would, they'd be playing every, every hour. Yes. So you bring up a very valid point and it sucks. Right. It sucks. really sucks. And, but I think it's also smart the way Atlantic has kind of promoted this album. It's like, let's get her on podcast. Let's get her, exactly. yeah. you know, putting out these new songs that can be, you know, on the today's top hits once a week on Spotify and yep. stuff. It's like, how do we do this without radio? And they had yeah. a really good first week debut. I don't know. I, not to get too like by the numbers and everything. Cause Kelly was talking about how she doesn't measure success in that way on your show no but I get it but it was I was impressed with how well it did for someone who was like you know what we're not going to be relying on radio as our main yeah and Jeremy I feel like Jeremy has to talk here as our resident radio person because (laughs) I'm like Jeremy we do love radio but top 40 sucks (laughs) yeah and look I'm not I'm not in top 40 radio so I can clown on them all I want Um, (laughs) but I mean you're right and you know that is an issue with top 40 radio with the ageism and the sexism Absolutely. It's something that's not talked about in our formats, but it's it's certainly there. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of scratching their head. They're like, you know, why why are they working mine to hot AC and AC radio? And it's like you want to be like, well, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying something a little different. But the truth is, is like that's where her audience is now. Right. Yeah. You know, her right. her audience, all of us who were 20 somethings or teenagers when she won Idol and we right. have grown up with her. We're all in our like late thirties and forties now, right. and we're listening to hot AC radio and top and, and AC radio because that's the ages we are. It just, I mean, yes, sure, a lot of people still listen to top four. I still listen to top forty radio, and I'm in my forties. And you but, will get some younger fans, but the yes, general yes. masses is not going to be that. Yeah, it's just this is the strategy they, they decided to take, and and yeah. you know the fans are going to be the ones who like fight over you know sales numbers and why isn't she getting enough spins and you know why isn't this station playing it why isn't that station she obviously doesn't care mm-hmm. all she and and you know she said in an interview and you know we we asked her in our interview what is success for you what is success for you for this album she's like i survived this album yeah. that was success for me i got to put out this album all these years later and now it's not haunting me and mm-hmm. so that's all she needs. She didn't need it to sell 100,000 copies in the first week. Would it have been great? Yeah. But honestly, it would have been the fans bragging, not Kelly. So right, yeah. the, I think the fans are are happy with, with how it ended. And, and quite honestly, and even Pam and I, since you know we haven't recorded for a few weeks, we haven't even really got a chance to talk about this. But the fact that she did almost exclusively the podcast circuit – for the promotion of this album, and she still sold the most physical copies of any album right. in the first week. She sold the most vinyl of any artist in in the first week. That's impressive. I mean, and no that shows, music videos. Yeah, no, no videos. Music videos. No music videos. Just the concert. Just, just some YouTube videos yeah. thrown out there. I mean, I feel like I don't want to say it's like the blueprint because you know there's going to be other artists who just who fit in different arenas, but. This is an interesting way that they went about promoting this album, and it seemed to have worked. Right. So I don't really see any fault of it here. Well, I also think they probably assume, like, Kelly, her personality and her relatability is the selling point. A huge selling point. I mean, her TV show is so successful, and people love her so much. Like, Mm -hmm. just seeing her sit down and talk with people, why not use that to promote the album, those skills to promote the album? Yeah, and it's interesting, because she 
for meeting a life um she the talk show didn't exist yet she still had not been on the voice yet which is crazy to imagine because it's wild the christmas album was different obviously they weren't doing as much promotion there and then like the kelly ep they didn't promote at all it was kind of just like a little fun project to do in the meantime but this was the first time that she had really had the leverage because like I don't know. A lot of us thought that, like, you know, the breakaway era was going to be, like, the the most coverage Kelly was going to be getting. Mm-hmm. And then enter talk show. She is in everyone's households every day. And then enter The Voice. Same thing. And it really kind of reintroduced the world, or America at least, to Kelly, but really introduced them to her personality. So I mm-hmm. think you, got, you bring up a really good point that her personality is such a selling point because it's yeah. so lovable. Right. And that's so the doubt. The really sort of the, the unfortunate thing was that with the writer strike, she didn't get to really take advantage of her talk show to help. She wouldn't have. Sell. Well, no, and she wouldn't. I mean, she wouldn't have gone on there and be like, "Here's my new CD. It's under all your chairs." Um, <laughs> no, it. I, I think she would because they did say that they planned on singing some of the songs on the talk show. Sure. And so it's unfortunate that they didn't get a chance to do that. But again, even without that, she did very, very well Great. for running out the gate with the new album. So I I still think, you know, what they did with how they had to pivot was fantastic. Yeah. I agree. I have a dream of when the writer's strike is over and the Kelly Clarkson show is back on. It's just one at one day where she doesn't film a new episode and just plays an hour long cut of the Belasco show. Like that is my <laughs> oh, dream. Yes, please. They, uh, everyone could just see what we saw. Like the fact that she sounds better than she's ever sounded. These songs are so exceptional. Like everyone who watches her on daytime should see her in this element because yeah. that's how we all fell in love with her. I want yeah. people to see the transcendence that was skip this part Absolutely. live. <laughs> One of the greatest like live Experience. I will never forget at the end of the song after the four or five times that we heard it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt Palmer just turning to me and screaming, "That was incredible!" <laughs> and I was, was just like, "I know." It was, it was phenomenal. I, I I will never forget. And I this is might sound crazy of me. I kind of want when they finally release that skip this part footage, which like they need to. <laughs> I need to see it. Like um, I kind of. Would love like a little edit of the like her having to start over again yes. and getting emotional, yeah, like, right. because people would be able to relate to that, and I feel like that would hook people in uh, to watching like the full song and being like, "Oh wait, she's crying. Wait, they have to start again. Yeah. What is this? Let me listen and watch the whole thing." I you agree, know? and like keeping in some of the commentary as well because it was uh. interesting. We. When, you know, after we ended up um, the day after the show, we were able to go back to the Belasco and we actually interviewed some of the band members and we were talking with some of them about like, do you know what this is for? And like they were they were like, we don't really know why (laughs) that was being filmed. And I don't know if they really did or if they knew or not, but I know when the writer strike happened, they really had a pivot. Mm -hmm. And that's why they put out all those videos on YouTube. That was not supposed to happen. Oh, that was not part of their promo plan. But they Mm -hmm. like. We had spoken to Jason, her music director, and like he had to edit the audio for was it favorite kind of high? Was that the first one that came out? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had him and uh, Lester, who was her uh, drummer. They had to edit the audio for that in like two or three days and like get it up. Oh my god! And gosh. that was not part of the promo. So I don't know what the we don't really know what the plans are. No. And then there's also Kelly threw out the word documentary recently in some one of her like Facebook lives, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I but 
I'm with you guys. I want this footage. I want the world to see it. They should. Yeah, and we, when going off with Pam said about uh, getting to talk with the band the day after, uh, we have an interview uh, that'll be out with Jesse Collins, her background singer, and she had a really good insight, especially during Skip This Part, where she was talking about how just how intimate that show and those moments were because she's like, you guys in the crowd could hear us talking on stage. We could hear the crowd, and especially, she said, the way that the, the stage was lit, she could see she, Jesse, and she, Kelly, they could all see the front row very, very well. And she said wow. the looks on people's faces when these emotional moments were happening, she was like, it was freaking us out because <laughs> people were feeling it. Like they, She's like, they were grabbing their chest, and you could see it in their eyes. She's like, it was an overwhelming moment. And I think that in addition to Kelly, you know, not figuring the 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 gravity of coming out and singing a cappella to start with, mm-hmm. on top of just the overall emotional material that they were singing to begin with, never mind the fact that they started the show with the four most heartbreaking songs of the album. <laughs> all of that just made for incredibly emotional moments to where, you know, there was a point where Jesse and Kelly couldn't look at each other or they were going to absolutely break down in tears. And so there was a lot more going on like emotionally on that stage, I think, than a lot of people maybe even realized. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh, yeah, and I feel like that, sort of the having to start over again and having it be a a, a more intimate beginning that we had with the song is what made the final moment of the song where the band goes crazy so cathartic and surprising and exciting and... I I was just not expecting it at all. And so I think those moments in the beginning of that performance really is what made the ending so impactful for me. Agree. Yeah. I I can't wait to watch it again. You might have seen us talking about skip the skip that we are skip this part stands till the end of time. Me too. It is a brilliant. I've had it on loop since the album came out like yes. I can't stop listening to it and it's like a, I remember in your uh, podcast after the album came out Jeremy I believe you said it's the longest song on the album which yeah. is which blew my mind because yeah. it's the song on the album where I'm just like why is this so short I want it to <laughs> yeah. be right. longer you know oh yeah I want it's that to like, be like a seven eight minute like oh, opus give it just to me. stretch it, it out the perfect opening track as well it is like I want to I know I, I kind of want to do like a call to action on, on our socials like what do you think is the best track one <laughs> this by far is definitely the best track one I'm I sorry I agree absolutely with it was because it really sounded like it was going to be like really just introducing because this is a you know Kelly has said it, it is a concept album this re- skip this part really kind of introduced everyone and kind of set the tone for like you're going to experience a legit roller coaster and it's going to, a lot of emotions are going to happen, but like, you know, strap in for it. But <laughs> it is so good. It's like probably my top three. Oh. I, uh, I went to her album signing at Barnes and Noble like a week or two ago. And mm. I told her, I was like, I'm really sorry, but like, 
this song relates to me so much right now. She's like, oh my God, I hope you're okay. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm good right now as I'm talking to you. Exactly. Kelly. It's just so good. And it's I'm like, great. thank you so much for like writing it and putting yeah. it out. Like yeah. the world needed it. It's my top on the album and in my top five Kelly songs. Oh. It's up there for right, me. Like right away. Like, oh yeah. Which is crazy you, because it's so you, new. I was going to say, are you, do you guys feel like you're able to really gauge your favorites right now? Because I think for me, like, I took one of those quizzes that was like, rank your favorite chemistry songs. And I'm like, I feel like I, I got to change it already. But I feel like it's so hard because they're just, they're so fresh. I don't, right. I don't know. I, I think my, the ones I really, really love and the ones that, like, I'm okay on, like, they're not my favorites, are probably going to stay. But I can see <laughs> things in the middle moving yeah. around. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I would say skip this part and Red Flag Collector are like near the top for me too. So good. But it's like I'll need another year or two before I listen to skip this part and then sober back to back and make a decision. (laughs) You know, because I just don't know how one could do that. That is a hot take. It's just because I mean sober is just. Do you know what you just I know, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Do not apologize. That's like, whoa, I didn't think about that. Like like, you have to when you, I feel like when I've loved a song like Sober for so yeah. long, it's like the nostalgia is on top of it and like how long you've had with it. So it almost isn't fair for me to compare any song to that one for me right now. But at some point it'll make sense. Yeah, at no, for point. sure. You you do you. <laughs> 20 like, years from now we'll check in. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like when I'm on that like emotional tipping point and I play skip this part and it's like, oh, you're not there yet? Oh. How about sober next? How about exactly. how you now? Yeah. How you now? Throw in yeah. some maybe. Throw in some Irvine. Oh, throw in some ti- piece rope. by piece right there. Piece oh, by piece. Yeah. You ready for just a good cry session? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Give me a good beautiful disaster live version. The throw live, that in there. Yes, the live it's version. Thrilling. Oh, this the is beautiful one. disaster. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. You sound just like her <laughs> on the on the podcast. I'll sometimes just chirp in and randomly with just this is beautiful disaster. <laughs> Oh. I love that. Because you always know when you hear that, something good's coming up. Absolutely. That's something right. Something good's coming up. Because, yeah. like, are you, like, do you feel like you can, like, rank these right now? Like, rank the albums? I, I know it's near the top. <laughs> I know it's yeah. near the top. I think walking into this album, I would say Stronger is my number one Kelly album. I just think it's so consistent top to bottom, even if, like, you know, the breakaway single, like everything on breakaway is so excellent, but something about like, I'm like on track 12 and I'm hearing let me down. I'm like, why is this one of the best songs in the album? And I'm like three fourths of the way through it. Should have been a single. Absolutely. Same. Uh, Same. So I think chemistry and stronger will be fighting it out for me. Album wise. Do you, are you guys ready to make any pronouncements there? Or do you need more time? I don't want to pressure anybody. I don't know. I hate to be that person, but uh, I don't know if anything will ever top the Breakaway album for me. And I really hate saying that because, like, I mean, it's really, like, comparing, like, you you can't compare it because they're yeah. so different. But I don't know. I feel like Breakaway, first of all, banger after banger after banger. But it also, it's the album that made me fall in love with her. Right. It came at such a pivotal time for me. And it's my favorite sound. But then, like, you get chemistry where there is not one sound. It's everything. So I don't know. I will say... At the moment, it might be top three because That's all right. I ever wanted and that I'm not mm. sure how I want to rank the two of them. Breakaway, I think, will just always be number one. And I'm like, That's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, want, I, I don't want to be that person that's like, nothing will ever beat it. But I am, I'm open-minded, but I don't know. I mean, it, I don't it, know. it was such a 
part of history yes. breakaway yeah. i feel like Absolutely it's her not. best I, I think you've said this before you think stronger is her best album but breakaway is her best era right just because it was such Ooh, a moment in yeah. time it reflects that time and I, I was in early high school when breakaway came out and so it i think just even that looking at the album cover right. I, i'm just brought back to a certain time right. and it was just so exciting it's like so, you, you watch the music videos you like the single choices are perfect the videos are great all of the artwork is great the live performances are, i remember her being on like aol sessions or yes, whatever it was and yes. it's like yeah. singing her face off and so i get it i completely i would never say a bad word about breakaway because sometimes <laughs> there's a reason why it's a giant album. Like sometimes right? it's like there's the content to back it up and break away as well. Yes. But you know what? Again, like we've only had the album for a few weeks. So yes. like give, give me time. Like yes. I don't know. I don't know. What about what about you two? Um, I would say absolutely chemistry is oh. in <laughs> <laughs> I would say absolutely like, I, I'm digging all of it. Like I I'm so down for chemistry. I think I think because of what I said, Breakaway just was such a moment in time. It could maybe still be my number one, but chemistry yeah. still has those like personal elements to it. That and and it, it's so it's such a roller coaster in terms of like sonically, yeah. you know. And the vocals, it's her best. Vocals. It is her best sung album, hands like hands, hands down. down. The fact that she dares to sound better and better every year is just I will always blow my mind and I don't get yeah. it aren't you tired you <laughs> sing every day she has 35 jobs show. you are not getting any sleep you are raising children you are heartbroken you're moving to New York City how do you still sound Sounds so good. incredible how do you sound better than you've ever sounded before Shocking. how I don't get she's, it she's not human no, no. Yeah. she's doing her own she's thing not. it's effortless yeah. if, if, when I listen to all of chemistry it, she makes it sound so easy and I'm like oh I could sing skip this part as well as she does <laughs> and then I try to sa- like sing it anywhere near decent and I'm like oh no I can't like I, this is impossible how is she doing this so flawlessly on her own plane of existence I don't get it it's yeah. infuriating number 194 my ass <laughs> I know rolling stone <laughs> ridiculous Mm-mm-mm. Jeremy are you ready to make any album uh, <laughs> not to put you on the spot i mean there's there's like there's two different sides of me i mean there's the like the analytical side and then there's the emotional side because yes breakaway is the album that made her a bona fide superstar it's sold more than any other album that she's put out by a long shot uh no pun intended uh and there's just i mean there's hardly a bad song on that album and for me, I think if I absolutely were forced to pick, I would say chemistry would probably come in number three for me right now uh, behind Breakaway and Stronger. Uh, Stronger for me is is kind of my number one, but it's like Breakaway is like 1A. You know, it's, right. I mean, it's so hard to, to separate the two. I'll give you this for, for chemistry, though. Every time I've ever listened to a new Kelly album, I've always landed on a song where I'm like, meh, okay. Okay, yeah, I get what I, I get what they were trying to do there, but okay, next song. I didn't get that at all with chemistry. And I don't know if it was I had a different emotional state because I heard these songs live first, or right. you know, because of, you know, this is the first, you know, full length new album with, you know, being a co-host of a podcast. So I'm thinking about it differently. I don't know what it was, but every other album. I can say like, okay, yeah, there's a couple of skips on this album. You know, we talk a lot about Meaning of Life, how Meaning of Life is very much a side A and a side B album. 
It's like I'm very much side A on mm-hmm. Meaning of Life. Not to say that I don't like the other half of the album, but it's like if I scratched up my side B accidentally on my vinyl, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it <laughs> because I'm still, because I'm, because I'm still getting all the good stuff on side A. You know, right. no sh- no shade to Meaning of Life. I love that record. I love those songs. Uh, but there's just something about this chemistry album that, for me, even still, there are no skips. And I was saying, you know, okay, you know, there's some songs that are, like when all of us were having to, you know, rank our songs, Right. something has to be at the bottom of the list. Exactly. That doesn't mean it's a bad song. It's just, there has to be a number 14 on the list. There has to be a 13. But that doesn't necessarily mean that when that song comes on, I'm still not turning up the volume, you know? Right. So. Yeah. This has been a very interesting album to sort of digest because I'm waiting. This sounds so weird to say. I'm waiting to hate one of the songs, sure. and it's not happening. Like I, I, and I don't know if I'm just trying too hard or if I can just you know realize that there's not a bad song on this album. Yeah, and again, what you said, it is also interesting listening to albums when you have a podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> like when you yeah. have when because now you're thinking about songs in more such more detail. Yeah, like what can I say? Like how much you think about the energy and effort that was put into every single tiny moment, right? Yeah, in terms of lyrics and melody and production and vocals. Yeah, and, and I promotion, never, I know? never paid that close attention to the anatomy of a song. Yeah, until right. the last couple of years, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I have to. And I'm, but it's a good practice. So like, Jeremy and I will, will always talk. Like, you know, I Jeremy loves lyrics. I obviously love lyrics, but I I gravitate more towards like the melody and the feeling of a song first. But it's cool when you're putting on a pair of headphones and you listen sometimes solely for lyrics. Then you listen again. You listen solely for how she sings it or mm-hmm. then solely for, like, the beat. It's a cool practice that, like, I never did until I started this. Yeah. Yeah. We do um, – we have a Patreon and our patrons can request, like, album reviews from us yeah. and everything. And so the my process that I always do is I always listen to the album knowing nothing about it first, just, like, what's my initial reaction? And then after I listen to it for the first time, then I do the research, like, what were the singles off of this album? What was the promotion like? What was the – how was it received? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I listen to it again with the lyrics in front of me following along. So it's it's interesting how having something like this, everyone kind of has their own process of how they. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was really that. tough something. for for me being a lyrics guy because, mm. um, and this is not a flex or anything, but we were sent the album early from Atlantic, but we were given it um, as like a, a an app that we had to listen to, mm. and so there were no lyrics whatsoever provided to us, oh. and so we had to sort of absorb the album as just by listening to it and it was driving me crazy because one of my favorite things to do is when I get a new album I love to sit down this and is literally what we got it was just yeah. like a yeah, just app a with songs. random app looks yeah. official yeah, yeah. It, it's has, nothing so there was has, no lyrics whatsoever yeah, has a has, watermark thing at yeah, the bottom yeah the big scary <laughs> thing that says do not share this um, but it was because I love to sit down with you know with my booklet and follow along the lyrics on a pass through the album and really absorb it and I wasn't able to do that this time so I kind of listened to the album in a completely different way and I I want to say it probably actually helped my appreciation for the album it was also nice to have the Belasco show to sort of call yes. back on some of the emotions and be like okay you know high roads coming next I remember enjoying that song I know that I'm going to like what's about to happen 
that helped out a lot as well. So maybe that's what artists need to do. They need to go out. They need to do a one private show where they perform their entire new album ahead of time, put some fans in the audience, and then that'll change how people see your record. Yeah, I can see it. And it's exciting for the the fans, too. And I think that's why I'm so immediate to be like, oh, chemistry is in the top, like, two or three for me for Kelly albums because I have the history behind I have, like, that personal history behind it. It's like I saw this song performed for the first time live. Like, I was a part of that. And she was giving, yeah, it feels like we were there. And she was giving us such context without going into too much detail. But, like, the storyteller aspect of that show was one of my favorite parts. It was like, okay, now let me talk about the feelings I was feeling making this mm. it just was exciting and i love didn't she say about um my mistake during the show she was just like oh, i personally didn't even think this needed to be on the record but the <laughs> the record label was just like no you need to put right. it on that's <laughs> right I, that's yeah. right i forgot was it, it was the label or a producer someone was, was like, like oh, it, was, it, was like it was craig it was a it craig? Was craig it was craig the head of the label I, well, I'm, I'm with Craig because I feel yeah. like melodically it's, it's, it's so cool. One of my favorite songs. So I'm glad it, I'm hearing it. It would be sad if we didn't. But now yeah. I have a question. Oh, Jeremy, go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, in the in the Kelly fandom, there is, you know, a couple of sort of legendary performances that she's done. One of the ones we always talk about is her Troubadour performance uh, when she was just about to release the Stronger album. And I really do think that the Belasco show is going to go down as one of the Definitely top five, maybe even a top three most legendary Kelly performance for so many different reasons. And, you know, we often have said on our on our show since the beginning, you know, oh, man, I really wish I was at that Troubadour show. It would have been amazing. Like there's just just this, the, the files that are out there and the video that's out there just makes it look like it's an incredible moment. And, you know, it's such an intimate space. And now we've sort of had our troubadour moment. I mean, because I think a lot of people are going to be talking about this Belasco show for years and years to come. And I think it sort of just gives me this extra emotional connection to this album that will stay with me for the rest of my life, the rest of her career. I will always look at that chemistry record and think I was there the very first time she sang these songs live. I have just a, a different emotional connection to this entire album and I don't know if if that's always going to sort of shape how I feel about it differently or you know for better or I can't see can't see it being worse but definitely for the better there's always going to be something that emotionally attaches me a little stronger to this particular album solely because we were all there at that show yeah exactly and also, I don't know of any other shows that she's really performed like an entire album. She's done like a lot of songs, no. but an entire album, I don't I know. Even during it, the thankful hour when I she see, only yeah. had twelve <laughs> no. songs. I don't even think she even did that. No, right. Homegirl went out there and did like six covers. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like especially. a a fan's dream. It's like yes. what yeah. you'd want to do is like, gosh, I w- I've thought that so many times listening to albums, like if I could hear this all in full, and we really got to, it and I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. It felt like such a quick thing that was happening. It it's was. like, hey, want to come next week? And I was like, yes, we do want to come. And it was the best choice yeah. I've made this year musically is going to that show. I'm and so it was such a it. small venue. Yes, because she's usually plays like big, big theaters right. or arenas, and like this was like a thousand people. If yeah. that. Oh, now I have great. to ask: Have have either of you? Was that your first time seeing Kelly, or have you seen her prior? 
I've never seen I her think live. <gasps> that was also yeah. my first time seeing Kelly. Wow. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. That's I know. so cool. But also, what an interesting way to first hear your <laughs> I, I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> no. I literally know Mind Me and then Since You Be Gone and Miss Independent. Yeah. It's interesting. Wow. My, my first interaction with Kelly was her crying. <laughs> and her that checks like, out. Wait, wait, checks we have to start out. again. <laughs> You're like, damn, right. is this how they all start? <laughs> It's like, well, nice way to meet you. Thank right. you. Nice yeah. way to meet you. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What a unique, because we, we spoke with a couple of um, people, uh, some other people as well, and they had the exact mm-hmm. same experience. And I'm like, what a really cool way. And like, what a cool show. Not right. just like a, a random like tour stop. So I'm so happy you guys were able to experience that and to experience Kelly live. It's it's un like anything else. I know. Unlike anything else at all. I okay, so now that, now that I know that that was your first show, what was it like for you as people who know her career to see songs like Since You've Been Gone and Miss Independent performed live in person for the first time? Uh, it made me feel young. It reminded me of my youth and I was with a bunch of a bunch of other gays my age just rocking out the exactly. she been gone. You were a like, teenager again. This is, this is great. Right. This is great. And it, it is weird, honestly, that I had not seen her life before because I followed her career so closely, it feels like. I'm like, oh, I'm having a weird day. I'm going to go watch her perform Up to the Mountain on that like Idol Gives Back special. <laughs> yes. Like I'm really getting in the weeds with her. So the yeah. fact that this is my first time seeing her is a little weird, but I was just so I was just so happy for her. I was so happy that the new music was as good as it was. Yeah. Because there was always like, you know, it's Kelly. She always is going to put out something excellent. But like, this is as good as I could have dreamed it was going to be. And so I was just on such a high by the time she got to Since You've Been Gone. Like she could have like not sung a note, pointed just to the crowd and be like, this is great. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect performance. Yeah. Yeah. And she sounded unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't, I can't emphasize that (laughs) enough. Like how? I don't get it. No. I've always been that person and Jeremy I can always agree that like she's you know her stuff that she's put out has been always obviously incredible but there is something different about her live performance that was not always translated on the albums that Mm -hmm. always aggravated me a bit and I think like over the last couple uh, albums especially like Media Life and When Christmas Comes Around, Kellyoki and obviously Chemistry um, they've done a really great job of really capturing her authentic raw voice i completely agree with you because as as great as obviously everything on breakaway is there are times where it's like they kind of make i don't know if it's the eq or what but it's like you're making her voice seem smaller than it is oh yeah Yeah. she has said she can't listen to some of her older stuff oh really for that reason yeah yeah Yeah. interesting because but yeah and and i will say i've i've seen you know both of those uh encore songs i've seen them performed dozens of times that was my favorite since you've been gone ever I mean, wow. that that performance was next level. And we, again, we talked with members of the band and they told us a little bit about how they were feeling about the encore songs. And I think it was Jason was saying that he said the the, the guys, maybe it, was, maybe it was Robert the Mixer, but they were saying how they were having trouble hearing and being able to actually properly mix the song in-house because it was so loud. Wow. They said the, the crowd absolutely erupted and they hadn't seen anything like that before. And so those two songs at the end, which were great for people who uh, had maybe never either seen her live or uh, I, I know we were standing near some people who I don't think really understood what the night was for. And so they were expecting the hits all night. Oh. And so it was a cool That's moment. another story. That's for a whole other story. Uh, 
that was the you know that was a moment for them as well. But like it was just, it was like I have never seen before. I mean, the energy in that room and the energy when those songs went off was just something incredible. And we really haven't even talked about you know the the encore songs from the Belasco all that much. But I mean, it was literally my favorite since you've been gone ever because it just felt like we were all jumping and dancing and singing as one in that crowd, and we were just feeding. 10 times the energy back at the stage. It was it was something special. It's like, and these I'm, are my people. I felt it. Yeah. Absolutely. And am I crazy, or was Sheila E. on stage still for the encore? Yes. Like, she was rocking was, out for that, since she'd been gone, too. Like, that, that was so fun. And we had, felt, we had found out afterwards that she wasn't, like, asked to stay on stage. Of course, they were like, of course. But she was only supposed to do That's Right wow. and then leave. But yep. she was like, no, I'm staying for the last two songs. So that was mm-hmm. like not planned, not asked. Well, that she loves all- Breakaway Era, too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was all ad-libbed. That was just a jam session. I mean, that yeah. was not rehearsed or anything. So that was, again, made it even more so a moment in time. Yeah. That just, I'm so glad that I got to see. And I really hope that they put out, when they do hopefully put out the rest of the, the show, that they include those songs because people need to see those performances. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, I have a question for the two of you, Matt. Matt's, Matt yes. squared. <laughs> Matt squared. So you had told, I can't remember if this was actually part of the recording or if we spoke about this right at the beginning when we signed on, mm-hmm. but the two of you did not listen to all of the pre-release songs before chemistry came out. Mm-hmm. How, okay, first of all, <laughs> how do you have so much control? <laughs> and number two... What was that like for you to really have a brand new album minus two or three songs? I mean, it was great. It's great. <laughs> it it's felt great. like we we were very big champions of when Christmas comes around. But as lovely as it was, it was a Christmas record, and it right. was time to get like the serious, serious. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is serious, Chris, right? Especially Christmas. to Matt Palmer. Absolutely, it is. Uh, <laughs> the Mariah <but>, fan. <laughs> but I. I, I think it was just important that we, when we first heard it, that we heard it in its entirety, and like we we're doing the video of us reacting to the album. And we, I, I'm a terrible actor, so if I was, if I knew the song, I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> like this I've never heard before, so it wouldn't be believable. But the fact it was almost overwhelming to hear it all yeah. at once like that, because I'm as we're listening to the album, I'm like singing lines that I didn't even realize I remembered from the show. Yeah, and then I'm I'm also so I I feel late to the game for how excited I am about Red Flag Collector since people had it like weeks before the album came out yeah. and I'm like hey this song's really good and they're like yeah we know <laughs> I, I could have told you that two weeks ago but uh, it was it was nice and it, it just as much as like we when we do those live album reactions we stay up so late editing it where I'm almost like I need a break from this album not with chemistry. The next day, I was like, "All right, let's start over. Let's hear it all." Yeah, in full. I, I think the self control came from knowing, "Oh, we have a job to do." <laughs> <laughs> like, like we have to because we yeah. we listen to albums live, like on live stream and everything. So, so we have to. Not only do we have to like listen to an album and like take it in and everything, but we have to put on a show as we do it. Oh yeah. So if it's something that we've listened to. A bunch of times already, like, how much can we possibly give people? <laughs> right. So that was <laughs> really know? smart of you guys. That so. was because, like, I had no self-control whatsoever. <laughs> but also, it was weird because I feel like, I don't know, we got, what, five or six songs before the album dropped? That's mm-hmm. almost half the album. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like those are its own little EP. I know. It's a weird thing, and I don't really know how to comprehend it. That's but. something that I always feel whenever an album comes out. It's like if like three singles have already come out like yeah. before the whole album comes out, it's like I don't necessarily even 
think of them as part of the album at points mm. because yeah. they were are on their own sort of. And so I have to keep remembering like, oh no, like these songs are a part of this album as a whole, you know? Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. I've I, never felt that before until now. I think it's I'm a like, common yeah. problem. <laughs> well, that's what I told Pam when, when I first got my copy of the album, when we were first sent it to us, I listened to the songs that hadn't been released first. Yeah. I listened to all of those, and then I went back and listened to the album as a whole project because I just I didn't want to sort of relive what I've already been yes. reliving over the last couple of weeks. I needed to hear you know the new stuff. Let me digest that for a second, right. and then I will listen to it as a whole. And it was a you know an interesting experience to, to do it that way. Right. I I would do exactly that if we were not like reacting to something. I'm like, oh, I've heard all the singles. Let me skip them and go to the new songs. Yeah. So I'm so excited to hear the new stuff. But yeah, it does. It takes a couple of weeks for me to think of it all as one body yeah. of work as well. When yeah. you like that, it takes like a whole year for me. Oh I wow. Feel. <laughs> like, like, like I remember like when Taylor Swift 1989 era happens and everything. It took me like a solid year and a half until I like realized like oh no like shake it off is. A part of the album. <laughs> and yes. like, it's not its own thing. No, yeah. not its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, I this is like kind of an aside, but like I give you guys so much so much credit for doing like live reactions because it is so it's really intimate if you think about it. Cause like you don't know how you're going to be reacting. So yeah. if you're just like I'm not even just Kelly, just in general, you're like, what if this sucks? <laughs> I have know. you that's have always you had an worry. instance with that in the past? Well, I think we are more scared that the song like whenever for any artist that we're listening to, we, I think we're more scared not that the song will suck, because if the song sucks, we're then we're, we have something to talk about. But like <laughs> yeah. if the song is just kind of nothing yeah like if it's kind of just like oh this is fine but not amazing or terrible then what are we what do we have to talk about right. you know i think yeah. that's more the fear for us like yeah. you know because yeah. if a song's like really bad like we'll be like that was really bad <laughs> <laughs> and then like the, the fans in the comments get really mad that's when we get a lot of down votes a lot yeah. of thumbs downs <laughs> F, yeah. you know but i appreciate you guys being honest because a lot of people i'm sure really you know other people in the space really like amp it up to be like just put on this whole show it's like it's really nice and refreshing when people are authentic. Right. It's like I'd yeah. rather be authentic in a way that's yeah. not like disrespectful of the creator of yeah. than be like, everything's amazing. Because then it's like, I, I don't know if that, like, what, what am I telling you? Or everything yeah. is the best thing in the world. Like, this is absolutely going to be a hit. Like, it's just like, oh, no, if, it, if it's fine, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. And it's there's okay. nothing wrong with fine. Yeah. We're not always doing our best in any part of life like as your job like no one's always yes. like oh this was the best you've ever done it see you tomorrow like that's okay yeah. <laughs> see you tomorrow. well it's well funny. since we are a kelly clarkson podcast um and i know you guys live in the music space and you primarily uh react to music if i could ever throw like a special edition and maybe i need to throw this in the patreon or something for you guys yeah. but if, if we could get a reaction episode to the 2003 classic film from oh. Justin to Kelly. <laughs> oh, I would yes. love to. If we could yes. get a reaction video to I that, I to. would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> I will have the I'll have the video of the movie up on a on yes. an iPad because we I'll did have this y'all up on the screen like on the TV. We did it. It was chaotic, but <laughs> it was hard though because we have seen the movie so way too many times than I'd sure. like to more admit. More times than we should admit, yeah. Way more. But if you guys haven't seen it yet, like that would be the perfect thing for you guys to do. I think I've only seen it once a long time ago and I remember thinking, A, this is not as bad as Kelly says it is. She's always talking about how awful it is. I was like, it's fun. And B, yeah. 
She can dance, actually. It was she like can. before Pink like did her transition to pop rock. It's like she was dancing at like Janet Jackson tributes. It's like, Kelly, yeah. you're moving very well for someone who's not a dancer. <laughs> and, and the music slaps. The music is so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I, so so good. Let's not forget Wish Upon a Star or whatever that song is. <laughs> well, okay, minus that one. Minus one that the, one. I think I that is that. like the most upsetting sounding song I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really like, is. honest. What a Kelly Clarkson podcast for my <laughs> She oh, she doesn't sing, sing it. it. Okay, great. And it's not her no, song. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's like, let's take a song and like have the production be insane, but then also take <laughs> the girl's vocals and and like auto-tune them into a different key than what's happening in the production. Like, uh, But like truly fascinating. I YouTube that song all the time and watch it on loop just because I'm so fascinated by that it's number. It's so bad. Everything it's, else it's is great. I need it's to insane. re-listen to that. But yeah, no, we do like talk about like movies and television and stuff and we do like movie reviews and stuff uh on our channel well, as well. But, wait, so, but the fact that but you I know want, wanna, Wish Upon a Star, does that yeah. mean you've seen the movie a good amount of times? I've seen the movie in, uh, altogether twice. I've watched okay. Wish Upon a Star many times. <laughs> <laughs> we, like I said, we've been talking about this for two minutes and I already, I am demanding a full hour and a half, two gay mats reacted from Justin to Kelly Beat to beat, like start to finish. I it's in the queue. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, oh my I will gosh. be the first one in line to to sit and to watch that because oh my gosh, that I would mean, be it's hilarious. Cinema. It's cinema, and the whole, and I always cinema. get excited when we get a movie review because the premise of Two Gay Mats is like he's the pop music mat and I am the movie slash musical theater mat. Yes. And so whenever we get a movie, I'm always excited. I mean, we're watching Babylon at some point, so you should I be know. very excited. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, we got a, we got a patron uh, request for Babylon because I thought Babylon was the best movie of 2022 and maybe my favorite movie of the 2020s. And he's scared to watch it because you, he know he because of what you told me about how crazy it, it is. And I so admittedly excited. have no idea what you're even talking about. So oh, I, it's it's a movie that involves I think an elephant pooping on the camera is all I remember within the first I'm minute. So, I'm sorry, what? Thank you. Yes, that's what I said. It's the new Damien Chazelle movie came out uh, end of 2022. All right, not I on the top it. of my list, but I support you. Exactly. It's three, it's three hours of mayhem. It's great. Oh, oh no. my god. No, no. It's I watched from Justin to Kelly three times. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. I'm oh, so glad yes. we did this. Yeah. Thank you so much for thinking of this idea. Of I it should it should have happened a long time ago, and I'm I so know. glad you you had thought of it. You guys are so lovely and so enjoyable to talk to and watch and i am so excited for what you guys do in the future yeah Uh, and it's so great to like just chat with you guys you guys are so knowledgeable and like i I appreciate your dedication to this one person so much right because we we love her but we know that you know more yes we love her very much it's just from a lot of years of just a lot of of just Obsessing, I've been there, yeah. and your been podcast, there, I mean. and your podcast is just so great. Like I know. The people you think to interview oh, are just you. brilliant. And like, there's, I feel like there's a million great things about the chemistry era, but like the ascension of your podcast and how lovely you are, and that more people are listening than ever. I'm sure is one of the big pluses for me. Like, congratulations! It's so well, exciting. thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you guys. We we respect the hell out of you guys, and uh, I want to echo Pam's sentiment from earlier when we were talking about how we all were in the the mine reaction video. I just remember, obviously the first time I'm going through the video, I'm looking for myself and then you guys pop up and I'm like, who are these two? These guys, <laughs> these guys are fun. These guys are the people they were actually looking for. Yes. They just, they got the rest of us, but they, got the rest of the, us. they wanted yeah. a bunch of people like y'all because you were fun in that video. Sure. 
We're just over here being like, oh, yeah, I'm very serious about my reactions. <laughs> okay, you guys also, <laughs> no one told me how you're supposed to be doing reaction videos. I didn't realize that you have to, like, kind of keep the volume in your headphones kind of down a little bit. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's no science, but the problem that I realized is that, like, when I watched it back, I was screaming. And I didn't mean to, <laughs> but I couldn't hear myself over my headphones. And but I that's really what tried the people to- want. Yeah. No, it was like annoying screaming. <laughs> no, they um, want when people tune into reaction videos, they, they either want they want two things. There are two camps <laughs> for people when they look up reaction videos. They either want you to be screaming and like jumping up and down for every single moment, or they want okay. you to be completely silent and just oh. like there are people who in the comments of our reaction videos, some people are like, I love how you guys actually comment on each individual moment and like get excited and everything. And then there are some people who are just like, You you were talking yes, over like, everything. Please and stop. Talking. And it's like, what do you want us to do? Exactly. You want us to just sit there and right. you want to watch us silently watch us? Get that out would here. be the most boring thing. Just thank to, you. There just are people there. who want it. Not I gonna lie, it. I think that was my first take of that of the mind video, which is me sitting there watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a word. Listen, just and that's know why people out there who would have loved it. And that's yeah. why they used the mats more than they used you. That's, no, right. that's <laughs> fine. No, but you guys, you guys are the pros at this. So yeah. I was, you know, you guys are. We're, but we were having so much fun, and they would cut straight to someone who was like really crying. I was like, oh, did we do oh this wrong? <laughs> like we might have been are like, we too excited. I did also, not cry. I was excited. I was right. like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. Well, also, we had already heard the song uh, before, and we were just reacting to the first time to her live performance. Right. Yeah. yeah. So other people, I think, were listening to the yes. actual for the song time. for the first time. So they were, like, crying at it and everything. Exactly. Like, we already had our crying moment. For this. <laughs> exactly. Right now, we're here for the live yes. vocal moment. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This was so nice. We'll obviously have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you again. You guys are thank great. You. You too.